All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Are you guys going to be able to do this today without anyone in the room with us? It's different. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, my. We do it once live and I just, I'm having withdrawals, man. I, I, I was feeding off the energy last week feeding. and now I'm just feeding on this. What am I drinking, Colin? What, You're what drinking this? a Blake's cider called The Tonic. The Tonic. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's very refreshing. Thank you for it, Colin. Mm-hmm. We're actually we're in your where your house. This is great. It's not my bedroom. It's 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 not the palatial MJR theater we were at last week. But it's it's it's, it's, it's nice. I it's like nice. it. It's nice. I like the We're, the lighting and the the, place, the art and uh, yeah. <laughs> you would. It's very surprising to see as trashy as a person as me living in <laughs> such so opulence. <laughs> Well, we are back. We're doing a regular show. If uh, you missed it, check, check it out. Last week we did a live podcast at MJR and Troy. We uh, reviewed Captain America Civil War. Thanks a lot to MJR for letting us do it. Thanks for everyone who came. Thanks to Kevin Walsh for doing audio. Yes. That was a huge yeah, help. Um, and uh, we're going to do it again, guys. We are going to do it again. So uh, make sure to come next time if you didn't. And if you came, come again. Um, this week we're back. And we're uh, doing talk about a little movie uh, with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. This is the uh, Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Colin Ward. And Mitch Haba. Me, Mitch, and Colin, we get together every week. We see a movie. We sit around. We have a great old time talking about it. This week we saw, um, we got. We actually got, we got like a, a preview screening. It comes out this weekend. But as we record this on Wednesday, it's not out yet. It oh, feels real professional. Yeah, like, no, I, I feel like this is what real critics. Well, do. no, that's how we got it, right? Yeah, totally. You, you, you were like, "We're the podcast guys," and then Warner <laughs> Brothers was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. those about. podcast guys, yeah. right? Your passes. No, so we saw a preview screening of Shane Black's The Nice Guys, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Uh, we just we just got out of it. This is actually the first time in the fifty-one episodes of the Filmcast that all three of us saw the movie together. Yes. And it's the first time that we saw the movie and then went and recorded. Maybe. Did we do that with Keanu? No. No, we didn't. We didn't we, do we that. Saw we waited. Yeah, we waited a few days. Um, so, wow. So, we're fresh. This is fresh in our minds, guys. So, we, you know, like, you know, give us a break. We haven't we haven't really written down our thoughts yet. And I haven't talked to you guys about it either. So, it should be exciting to find out what, what you thought. Yeah, we're I, full of new things. Yeah. yeah we're just trying new things, I, man. I have a feeling I, I think I know what you guys think. Well, it, you could yes, tell by the by the reaction to the film walking out. Also, yeah. when you see a comedy with people, you can kind of gauge the reaction. Right, right. <laughs> right. But we'll get into the other. The, wait, not the other guys. That was that. Uh, <laughs> that was that other movie. That this no is one just saw. a ripoff. This of is the other uh, guys. this is the nice guys. Uh, we'll get to the nice guys in a bit. Last week we, when we did the live podcast, we didn't do news, so we have to catch up on some news uh, before we get into the nice guys. Mitch probably. Kind of the biggest news, but there hasn't been an. This is actually interesting. There hasn't been an official announcement about this, but we have a new Han Solo. Yeah, we do, and it's not really like talked about a lot because I don't think anybody knows who it is. It's uh, Alden Ehrenreich, 
or Aaron Reich. I don't know how to pronounce his name, unfortunately. He's kind of a like below the radar actor who's very talented. Um, he was in uh, Blue Jasmine. He was recently in Hail Caesar and Beautiful Creatures, which I never saw. Um, was that that Colin Farrell one that was a it's a young adult book. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah, think it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was in that. He is very talented. I will say that. Uh, I saw Hail Caesar. You guys didn't. Uh, I think he's the best part in the movie. He's he plays a a like cowboy movie actor mm-hmm. who's just kind well, of a right. who's good. kind of a d- adult who you know isn't a very good actor and you know gets tossed around the movie studio to try and like fit him into other movies he's he's a pawn in that movie but he's great he's very funny in it so i'm excited yeah um, i've heard from a lot of people that he was the best part of that movie. right yeah um and a lot of people who didn't know who he was and they looked him up and they're like oh yeah that guy he'll be great at hansel <laughs> right. heard that from yeah. A bunch of people. oh yeah that guy i don't know he'll be great no cowboy sounds promising right That's yeah a little, a little little bit of hansel it's yeah cowboys i i think it's a great announcement for a bigger announcement I don't really care about. Like, it, you know, we've talked about it before, but I'm not I'm not into the idea of having a Han Solo origin story. And um, but I guess if you're going to cast anybody, this is the guy to pick, I guess. So we'll see. I don't know. Colin, have you yeah. seen any movies with this guy? I, I've seen Blue Jasmine, but I don't really remember him in it. Um and I haven't seen Hail, yeah, I haven't seen Hail Caesar. And yeah, like you said, Mitch, it's uh, you're not the first person to tell me that he was really great in Hail Caesar. So it's great that he's cast it, and it's a, a big a big chance for him uh, to get to a wider audience. But I just you think I mean, the biggest. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like the, the character. everyone will see him. Yeah, you know? it's like the movie character. Everybody so there's no can pressure, right? No, not at all. But um. <laughs> Well, it's I being just, directed by uh, Miller and Lord, or Lord and Miller, however you want to. Yeah, yeah. The, so like, I have I have high hopes, but it's also like, why do we need it? So yeah. I'll see it, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to not see it. Well, let me ask both of you, because you, you, you guys da- both have dabbled and dabbled in acting. I'm not much of an, an actor person, but if you were... You know, a semi-big Hollywood actor like he is, he has, he has bit roles in bigger movies, bigger budget movies. Do you want this role? I mean, is it almost like, do you think there's a chance that this is a role that's just set up for failure in a sense that, like, you're never going to be Harrison Ford? I mean... Or do, or, or do you just, this is, like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, I have to do this, or... I guess I would like to hear if someone turned this role down because I could I, I could imagine right. it. I would imagine he's probably shitting his pants at the <laughs> same time as, but he has to have read a script. I mean, there has to be a script out there, right? I mean, like how I don't, else? I don't, I don't know about I don't know. I don't know I mean, if I could ever take a movie like that without reading the I'm script. Sh- I'm yeah. sure one exists. I don't know if they gave the whole thing to him yet, but Colin, what do you think? I it's it's such a toss up because yeah, you obviously want to get your name out there. What better way? Yeah, uh, but playing the most oh popular God, that's character. hard. I I don't think I could ever do that. Take on <laughs> like an iconic 
Like maybe the most iconic. Yeah. Well, no I, offense, I Colin. You don't really look. I, like yeah, I'm not, I, I, but neither does. I neither, was neither, like the neither does this guy. last choice for this movie. <laughs> neither does this guy. I don't think he does, which is fine. I think that's the least reason that they should hire. So that's, that's not a qualification. Yeah, to me. like you look like Harrison Ford doesn't mean you can be Harrison Ford. Yeah, but I I just I can't think of one role ever that that has more pressure on it than this one. I really I I don't know like. Every James, you know, because James Bonds have been changed over every once in a while, and but that's a, that's like a thing. That's a thing, right? Yeah. So no one really, you know, if they, then there's been terrible James Bond movies, like <laughs> so that's also been a thing. Um, I can't, Peter I Sellers, can't, I can't best think, James Bond. I, yeah, right. I I can't think of anything that comes close to this. Yeah, maybe I, maybe it, some Batman's, but like I don't know. No, not, 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 not really. No. But that's also acceptable. Han Solo is so ingrained in our culture; it's like he is. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yeah. Nobody else will be him. But hey, we'll see what they do with this. I mean, it could be fun. Maybe the movie's centered around the Kessel Run. That'd be fun. Right. I just, I just really don't get it. I just don't. You know, like you're yeah. you you have a whole galaxy of characters to choose from and like that's and that's what I thought was really good about episode, the most recent Star Wars is like it nodded to the past but paved the way to the future. Now we're just really dipping our toes back in yeah. not dipping our toes, we're fucking getting waterboarded back into the <laughs> Yeah no, into the sure. old characters. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily excited. I'm I'm really not. I'm as, as a big Star Wars fan, it's like I don't I don't want to see anyone else be on solo. Well yeah, because Harrison Ford was what, in his late twenties when the when the right. first Star Wars was filmed and i imagine well how old is he alden ehrenrich is he's our age he's 26 so he'll be as old as harrison ford was when they make this origin story you know i I would stop (laughs) saying i I actually don't think it's really an origin story i think it's just just another story i think they're probably going to do a trilogy that's that's from like five years before new hope probably leading up you know what i mean like i feel i feel like they're gonna because they're not going to make one of these movies, first of all. That's true. And if he does, I mean, if it does if it, well, if it, well, I it's going to do well no matter what. Right. Well, if it's good, I guess. But like you know, I mean, maybe it will be. But if we, do we, if, I feel like this is like if if Disney and Marvel are learning anything, like we don't need to see how Spider Man became Spider Man. Like we know who Han Solo is. We don't need to right. see how he becomes a smuggler. Oh, I mean, he's just a oh shucks. You know, kid. like what is his dad going to die? And then like, that's going to be so like, we don't know anything about Han Solo's parents. And that's what's great about it. Yeah. That's what's great. I mean, you know, George Lucas was like, here's everything you didn't know about Boba Fett. And people were like, Oh, that's not as cool now. Yeah. I don't care about that. Right. Like, I'm glad they haven't done that with Yoda yet. Like, you don't know shit about Yoda. That's what's cool. You don't even know his species. Like they don't even tell you that. Mm. We just know he's like a thousand years old. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever, Alden. You, good good you, luck, dude. <laughs> how'd you like to see uh, Harrison Ford as a little kid? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no. That's what I'm talking about. This, this is dangerous. It's a, you know, last time we heard of this happened, a famous Star Wars character, people hated it. So we'll see. I, it, it's going to end with him sitting in the cantina, right? That's how Well, if, if, it's, if they're planning end. one of these, then yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably Which end. would maybe it'll, be cool, but probably. I would hate that, kind of. I don't know. It'll probably end with him, like... Being handed like finding the Millennium Falcon or something, or just oh, like that would it. they're gonna do a whole movie and the Millennium Falcon's not in it. That's hey. like a, that's like an Iron Man movie with no Iron Man suit. We'll get to we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> that's a Shane Black thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good luck, dude. I think you can do it. 
he has comedic chops. He has good like timing. I think he can take direct. I mean, who's gonna play Coen Chewie? Brothers and Woody Allen directed him. Who's? Gonna, yeah, I don't think Peter, I'm actually I don't in think the running Peter for Mayhew. Chewie. Was that? With all my hair, I'm in the running for Chewie. <laughs> it's actually LeBron James. You know, he's getting into movies. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably tall enough. But he's going to negotiate it so that he doesn't wear the mask. <laughs> it's right. just LeBron James in a very large Chewbacca bodysuit with no mask. <laughs> that would be surefire way to not get anyone to see. Maybe get everyone to see it. Yeah. We couldn't make the movie without him. Um, there were some uh, trailers uh, this week. Uh, Colin, there's another stab at, at making a good video game movie. We talked about it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we finally got the trailer for it. Yeah, uh, the Assassin's Creed trailer came out. Probably, I think, I think maybe just under a week ago. Yeah, with uh, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard. Directed by Justin Kazool or Kazell Kaviesel. <laughs> this is the dude who did Macbeth. Macbeth, right? yeah. Did anyone oh, see that? Right, no, no, but it's on Amazon um, Prime. That was I thought that was going to be like a big contender, and it never came out anywhere around yeah. us. I started watching it actually, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, it looked really cool. It's yeah. beautiful, and the music is incredible. Also starring Fassbender and, and Cotillard. Yeah. So, what do you think of this? Ass Assassin's Creed trailer. <laughs> I, I I I'm somewhat excited about it. It's one of those trailers where you like look at it and be like, this could be so like drastically different that it's awesome, or this could be fucking awful. <laughs> well, so I don't know. Like, I've never played one of these games before. You've played one, Mitch. How many have you played? A I, few? I played. I one played and one, half. and I played two, and then I played three, and Black Flag. So Which is what, does, like does this from does this trailer? It's the the sailing one, like you're a pirate. The yeah. pirate one. It's actually my favorite. That sounds mm-hmm. cool. Everyone likes pirates. <laughs> it's awesome. Does this does this trailer look like it's reminiscent to the video game, or does it look like it's just taking Kinda. a little bit from it? Just, you know, it does. Yeah, I mean, the modern setting is very white and very crisp and very sterile. So explain. I don't. So there's a. It's time travel. <laughs> yes and no. So in the game, and I haven't played number one in a while. So correct me if I'm wrong. It's he, the only one I've played, so I'll be there to help he you. He <laughs> is signs up to be a test subject. Desmond? Yeah. I thought Desmond was like kidnapped. Yeah, I, I did too at first. I think Desmond is kidnapped and he's is in that this Michael place. Fassbender's yes. Mm-hmm. And he's in this place where he's being like held captive and experimented on, and he goes into this thing called the Animus, which he can relive his ancestors um Memories. Memories, right? So he he's the ancestors of like assassins. Mm-hmm. Yes, he his family is of a, a like lineage of assassins. In the in the game, do they tell you why these people are doing this to him, or just just well, not the first there? one. The first one kind of it ends on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and I didn't care enough to continue. <laughs> Second one's better than the first one. Yeah, it is. I've played well. So, okay, so I have played half of the second yeah. one. <laughs> so it, it. it seems like it's it's reminiscent. It, it's going to pay close closely to the. It's like going to be a lot like the video game, right? Yeah. Except this one was the Spanish Inquisition, and yeah. in the it was the in the game it was the the Third Crusade. Crusades. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and I think it's because the company that uh, kidnapped him is um, trying to get a treasure. From something, yeah, oh, Knights yeah. Templars or something. So is that, like that is that his yeah. is, is that his goal when he goes back? But then does he find out there's like a greater purpose there? Or like... I think so. Okay. Well, yeah. 
So that being like, said, all so this being said, the missions basically you kill somebody and they give you information to find someone else to kill, yeah. and then you find out more information. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, does it look intriguing to you guys? This movie. This movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, it like like it has that look to it where it doesn't look polished, which I think can could be either a great thing or a huge negative. Like some of the action sequences looked really like really rough not like rough in like a bad way but like rough as in like dirty messy yeah and like a different approach to it maybe different than the video game yeah Uh, it's more stealthy in the video game yeah that's what I thought yeah this looks a little more like Macbeth right like it doesn't looks a little bit like that yeah Um, I, I liked I liked that stuff though the stuff they showed in the past or whatever looked cool it looked Interesting and engaging. I I like when I, I watched. We just all watched the trailer together before the podcast. But I I watched it when it came out. I was like super bored by it. But when we just watched it now, I was like, oh, I could. That could be a cool be movie. Cool. Like I, I feel like it, it might be good. I mean, you you gotta try hard with those two in it, uh, uh, Fastbender and Cotillard to like make a boring movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and it looks like they nailed. I don't know Assassin's Creed, but I've watched it. I mean, it looks like aesthetically they've nailed the look of like bringing that animated world and come coming to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It looks promising. Yeah, I can't imagine those two actors would sign up for a video game that movie didn't, that, that didn't excite them. Yeah. So if they're excited by it, and I respect their choices, and I've always liked what movies they're in, so I'm down to see this. I'm encouraged that this could be a good video game movie. Um, maybe it'll get me to play the video game. Because I need Number three a is weird. No, number three is weird. Not number two is good. Such promise. Because it's a civil American Revolution, not Civil War, sorry. American oh, yeah, Revolution. That, yeah. But it like takes you like four hours to get to the revolution. <laughs> That sucks. Remember, at least it's four hours. Like, uh, yeah. It's like no. Some it's games like, are so short. It's four hours of like tutorials. Right. Like, right. I remember the first one. Load a musket. The first one, your <laughs> guy like didn't. Yeah, the the guy. What was the Altair? Altair. He uh he doesn't talk much and he doesn't really have any facial expressions. So in the second one, you actually play Enzo or yeah. whatever, and mm-hmm. he is actually like a fun character. Yeah, and he's so, like. Go around with Da Vinci and shit. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You you befriend like Renaissance. Yeah. Like it's cool. artists and inventors, and they make you stuff. That is cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Well, we'll see. I think sometimes what happens with these video game movies all the time is they like, try to fit. It's so hard to capture like a, a ten to twenty hour video game into a two hour movie, and people try to do too much sometimes, mm-hmm. or or make it too video gamey, like Doom or some shit. That that movie like. <laughs> They like try to make it too literally. First like the person, game. yeah, the first person stuff. And it's just like that's cool, but like you're making a, you're trying to make a, a good adaptation instead of a good movie. You know, like it looks like they're doing their own thing from what you guys say, and that's what they should do. Like you should take a bit from it. You know, like if you made a Zelda game, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be seven temples. Like that's gonna be boring. You know, yeah. make it one temple. You know what I mean? Like do something little. So I think <clears throat> it looks like they might be doing that. So I'm excited. Never played the game. I think it might be cool. Well, um, we know we're going to see it, so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we usually see That's the big... That's a walk-back. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm excited. excited. Maybe I'll see it. <laughs> um, we'll speaking see. Of, speaking of movies we might see, this came out this other the second trailer of the very controversial because of the quality of the first trailer, controversial trailer for Ghostbusters uh, right. sequel reboot uh, with the, the ladies in it. Um, so the second one came out today, I think. But we we just noticed this right before the podcast. And we watched it together. Um, I think we were all three of us were like, eh, on the first trailer, right? <laughs> well, it's an understatement, <laughs> right? I mean, if this movie couldn't, you know, already received enough like backlash just for stupid reasons, like oh, it's got a bunch of girls in it, it's stupid. It happened to release a trailer that was just so bad and confusing that like it even, you know exacerbated the hate for it already right, it gave trolls a reason yeah to, it gave yeah. more people a reason to hate it um, um yeah i'm gonna say like the first trailer honestly was bad to the point where like i didn't have interest in seeing it anymore i'm gonna be honest yeah. with you um second trailer we watched it um yeah you know it's funnier i thought there were funnier moments in it yeah I like the part at the end with Leslie Jones and the, and the large demon on her. That was pretty funny. It, I mean, to me, it just has like this weird, like not fun vibe to it. I don't know what right? it is. Yeah, it doesn't seem fun. It's it's literally. Well, in my first comment was it seems very plot heavy. Yeah. Which like I don't really want in my comedies. No, I don't either. I just want to let these girls like run loose and like kick ass and have a fun time doing it. Right. I don't need like science like Like maybe a movie we saw today. Yeah. Um yeah, no, like it's not like they have this there's like this whole thing where like they make a machine to what does it, like, it do? It enhances, enhances paranormal activity. It's a lot like the first one or the original in a sense. Yes. Is it, but it's not. But it's like they're trying it's too to too reminiscent. They're to trying me. to do like a like a Star Warsy like yeah like like with the Stay Puft Marshmallows mm-hmm. in this one now. I saw that in this trailer. Did we see that before? No, no. What's it wasn't really it? the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Green, it was something else looking. The green guy, Slimer, Ecto, Slimer. Yeah. Ecto Cooler guy. <laughs> yeah, the What's guy. His name? The guy on the high C. The guy on the high C. His yeah. name is Slimer. Slimer. He I don't know. Guys. He looked good. That was. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, then you know, the other one had these really terrible lines in it, and like this one too had like Melissa McCarthy going like, "You want some of this?" and then hitting an, a, a ghost. And it's like, is that the joke? Is that a joke in this, or is that like a fun action scene? Because it's neither. You know, like I don't know. It, it's the decisions. That, it seems like the first one we were like, "Why are they?" You know, there's going to be throwaway line, lines like that in a movie, but why are you putting that in the trailer? And then here's the second trailer, and they're still throwing in stuff like that, and it just makes me wonder. You know. Maybe trailer editors just don't have good sense of humor. <laughs> the first one, they're like, Haha, he fell down. You know, is is this rated? Do we know what the rating is? I can't imagine it? it being rated. Yeah, up. probably PG 13. Um, I think. Yeah. I guess it could well, be. Well, I remember rare. after that trailer came out, Melissa McCarthy like, released a statement that was like, I don't understand that trailer either. Like, that's not what this is about at all. Like, it's, well, I listened to her Howard Stern interview, and they briefly talked about it, and she didn't sound like too excited about it. So bizarre. She was mostly just like, you know, I love. I mean, I have the opportunity to work with these amazing, talented women, and Paul Feig. Like, why wouldn't I work with that? Yeah. God damn it, Paul Feig! You're representing our area. You better get it right. <laughs> Chippewa Valley represent. Uh, we'll see. We we probably will have to see that movie. But yeah. Oh of course, yeah. Um, 
I mean, Paul Feig is one of, I love one Paul of the Feig. best. I love Paul Feig. Yeah. We all love Spy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Watched it yesterday. Bridesmaids? Yeah, Bridesmaids. Freaking, uh, I was really into Freaks and, um, Geeks? Freaks and Geeks last year. Like, and that's a, he's, he's all over that. Yep. Um, uh, the Heat. That was good. Yes. Was. Yeah. We'll see. I still have hope. I want to like it. Maybe low expectations will make it. Mm-hmm. It'll be better for me. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Speaking of comedies, because we, again, we don't do a lot of comedy. We did Keanu. Me and Mitch did Keanu. But um, we, we haven't done a, too many comedies on this show. And uh, we did another one today. Like there's, we, The problem is there's just never any good comedy. This is true, actually. <laughs> like it, it seems to be a... It's not as many comedies anymore like that are as good. <laughs> there are, but they're there's not comedy, worth... But, we could have seen Zoolander 2, Kale. I mean, I begged and I begged. We, we could have seen Zoolander 2. Um, uh, let's get to our movie of the week, which is a comedy. Uh, it's called The Nice Guys, uh, directed by directed and written by Shane Black, who wrote and directed Lethal Weapon. Or he didn't he didn't direct Lethal Weapon. He wrote Lethal Weapon. He uh, wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was a Robert Downey Jr. movie about 10 years ago. Um, that's awesome. He, he directed, I think that was his directorial debut. Um, and he also directed Iron Man 3. Which is, I think, like his most recent thing. Um, and he's going to be doing the new Predator movie. He's going to do the new Predator movies, and this is a, a movie called The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. Um, it's it's your it's a it's a it's a buddy cop movie. They're not cops, but it's you know it's like a private, private eyes, eyes and uh, it's a little mystery and a little actiony and. <clears throat> um, we had the pleasure to have the, the, the early screening today, and we just got out of it. So let's go around and, and do our initial thoughts. Um, let's let's do let's let's go a little longer with the no spoiler thing. We'll get into spoilers, but just so we can tell people who are listening to this because they might want to see it this weekend because uh, not out yet mm-hmm. as this goes yeah. live tomorrow, Thursday, uh, May nineteenth. Um, what were your initial thoughts, Colin? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's what really made me just fawn over it was just how transportive it was to the 70s. Yeah. There is like mm-hmm. constantly disco music playing. The costumes are beautiful. It's and the comedy is like so absurd and it's timed so well and all that absurdity mixed with the 70s which was an absurd time just made such an enjoyable watch for me and i'm not even touching on the fantastic performances by the two leads mm-hmm. um this is a really funny movie um visually just an eyeful and really 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 funny i i, I enjoyed this movie a lot right Mitch. uh yeah great world building like right from the start you no, ex- I mean, it starts off behind the tattered and unkempt Hollywood sign, looking out over L.A., goes down to into a house, and the kid is wearing, like, <clears throat> 70s pajamas and has really shaggy 70s hair. He sneaks into his, into his parents' room and grabs a, a um, Porno nudie mag. mag. It's very – like, all the – everything, wallpaper, carpet – Everything was very 70s, so very uh, transported me into the 70s in L.A. Uh, This is everything I really wanted in this movie and more. Um, Very funny, a lot of good violence and good, like, 
you know, not like grotesque gore, but good gore, good performances. And uh, Ryan Gosling is just, this is probably one of the best movies I've seen him in where he really showed his full range of humor and timing and um, he's great in it. I've never thought of him as a physical comedy actor. No. You killed it. He absolutely killed it. I was so shocked. Yeah. I, th- this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. I really think so. <clears throat> part of that is I don't see a lot of comedies anymore, but a part of it is also just like, I think Shane, Shane Black is always hilarious. I love Shane Black. I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is like one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. Like, Have you guys seen that? I haven't, unfortunately. No. I, liked this, I will have to see if it. If you no. liked this movie, see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and you will be like, there's a lot of similarities there, which is not... I'll, we'll get to this later, but Shane Black, that's what he... His movies are very similar in a lot of ways, and it's kind of always interesting. Um, I loved... I, I, a lot of people hated Iron Man 3 um, because, like I said, there wasn't... There's not a lot of Iron Man in that movie. Have you guys seen it? I haven't seen yeah. it, no. yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, no. I feel like if you like this movie, if you like Case Kiss Bang Bang, you gotta like like Iron Man 3 is just like, it's a Shane Black movie where it's like happens to have like Iron Man in it a little bit. But like people didn't like it because it didn't have a lot of Iron Man. But like I was like, this is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang the sequel. It's a Tony Stark movie. It's a a Shane Black movie. Um, I I worked on that movie. I I didn't work on the main unit, but Shane Black is coolest dude. He's awesome. Like, I just remember really, really enjoying reading the script too, because his scripts are. He writes in the script descriptions like funny stuff, like this is the house I'm gonna want to. Th- this house is so big and fancy and nice. This is gonna be the house I buy if this movie is a success. He'll write shit like that oh, okay. in, in his script. And He's a director, was writer. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I Ryan Gosling was like so surprisingly funny. I've never seen him that funny before, and I was <clears throat> physical comedy. I was dying. <laughs> he was so. Fucking funny, <laughs> flying all over the place, sliding around drunk. Oh my god, it was amazing. Um, and then this is like a 1990s action movie, but like what I built off what you were saying, like what brought me in right away was the, the 70s stuff. Like it's like a 90s style lethal weapon action movie, but it's set in the 70s. And there's a weird thing with me where like I'm nostalgic for the 70s for some reason like I don't fucking live there but like you love disco music yeah I love disco music like this takes place in 1977 that's when Star Wars came out that's when like Asia my favorite Steely Dan album came out like I love this time period so I was totally into it right when Papa and the Papa was a Rolling Stone came on and the mm-hmm. old Warner Brothers logo I was like I already love this movie yeah. there's no yeah. way I'm not gonna like this movie yeah. I, I dug it I dug it a lot um what else from like a story what about a story standpoint i mean did you were you engaged with the plot and stuff or i mean th- this is my my weakest point for the movie yeah. and which held it back from being like a truly like great comedy for me but it's not even that big of a deal i guess i mean i think the story is a little convoluted and a little weird at times and the narrative is a little funky but um the performances and the direction is just so good that it makes it definitely makes up for the strangeness and kind of a not not absurdity but um convoluted storyline there's a lot going on here yeah um it's a but you're but you're just with you're with these characters and it the timing of everything is so so good that I don't really mind that 
this convoluted story. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It was it's it's convoluted for sure. Like there's I think it, it, it and it goes so quickly. It moves from thing to thing. You don't have time to really think about it. But I was trying to be like, does that really make sense? Would they really do that? Like. Yeah that person who was shot in the window over there isn't that on Russell Crowe like there's there's things where like you're like well, the police wouldn't just let them go and I mean there's things like yeah. that but it's not why you go see this movie exactly. that's why I say it's like a 90s action like you know they didn't care about shit like that in the 90s right. for whatever reason like they're like yeah Jackie Chan just go blow up a city and then <laughs> nothing's no reper- repercussions for it right. um, it's like a 90s action movie but uh, noir I mean is what it is a noir. Yeah, it's, it's a film. See, it's a seventies. There's a lot noir. of Chinatown in this. Right. Like, honestly, the music even not like yeah. the the original score was very Chinatown. Um, yeah, there's a lot of you know solo trumpet. In yeah, like, <laughs> solo d- trumpet. Distracting trumpet. <laughs> distracting trumpet. Um, but I, they use the music to a point where like you think it's gonna like they the music is like serious and there's like this really emotional mm-hmm. trumpet and you're like you think you're in the moment of like a serious thing and then something not serious will happen right away. Yeah. You're like God damn it! When is this movie gonna start taking itself seriously? And it never does. <laughs> but that's what I, I like about Shane Black and I like about this movie and it's and this is like maybe the best example of it I think from his standpoint where like. He's good at making these absurd, unrealistic stories and events and action sequences, but like, at least the way I saw it, there is like his characters do go through like real, understandable, meaningful change. Like he still manages to have character development mm-hmm. in this movie. That's not just silly, stupid yeah. action stuff. Did you? Right. Did you buy it? Did you care about it? Did you feel when right. Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling go through a switch? Is it, are you like ah, oh, or are you like I don't care? I I mean yeah, I, I felt it more with Russell Crowe's character. I feel like he went more went through a change than Ryan Gosling's character is isn't. I wouldn't say he's one note, but there are times where it's like what what are you thinking again? Like why? For instance, why is your daughter still with you? <laughs> like, what? like, why are you continuing to bring her along on these, like, you know, escapades? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the movie is so entertaining that I just didn't, it didn't bother me. And uh, I did like the, like, payoff at the very end with uh, the, with Ryan well, Gosling's so character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's all these things in the beginning that's set up, but right. I don't know. What did you think about some of that stuff? Yeah, I, 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 I definitely responded to the, the growth of of the characters, but it, it was almost like it was a cherry on top for me. Like it was like I I didn't really need any of that. Yeah. But having seen it, like I liked it. Well, I liked that. Right. <laughs> it's a very seventies. Uh, the like just the overarching like plot is a very 70s like era paranoia sort of you know themed plot which i which i dug with the characters as well yeah well so let's let's go into it let's get into spoilers spoilers before, right, we, see before we get there i mean we all recommend people go see this right I mean, yeah I, no I, like, absolutely i almost want to see it again like it was really too. funny mm-hmm. um i got i want to get all our friends together and see this movie because right. like my my parents would love this. Yeah, movie. I was I was gonna like tell my parents that there's a lot of porn in this movie, but my parents would still like it. <laughs> I, well, I said there's a lot of porn in this music movie, so my parents would really like it. <laughs> yeah. They um, love porn. All right, so let's get into some spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Let's. Um, this is spoiler alert. Um, there's like this is, this is a Detroit movie podcast. So let's talk about it. This is all 
fuck ton of Detroit in this there movie. Is, yeah. This is all about like the the big three, like the big three in Detroit. Those two phrases come up all the time in this movie uh, as a central plot point. Like Kim Basinger looking in the camera, basically. And saying what? That was weird. What did she say? She was like, she said, you'll never put down Detroit. Yeah. You'll never take down Detroit. And I'm like, holy shit. What, what's good for Detroit is good for the country. And, right. And yeah. in our audience, people were like, hell yeah, right? But I didn't like that, they, that the audience responded that way. Because it's like, you do realize what they're, they do. They did, right? <laughs> like, why are you cheering? Well, so I ask you, there's this line from Kim Basinger that's like, you know, you'll never stop Detroit. Is that a line that everywhere else in the country people are laughing and meant to laugh because the idea is like, oh, Detroit is shit now. I mean, we know it's not. It's better now than it was years yeah. ago. But like, do you think that was a joke that we're not getting? <laughs> I... Um... It's just Shane I Black. Did, I kind of chuckled. I ch- I chuckled because you know obviously you know when this movie takes place, there's another like three decades of shit uh, that Detroit that, goes through. Is that yeah. the joke? Though? Maybe. Is that the, is that the maybe. Joke? But at the same time, like the the impact that the big three has on like the progress of automotive technological innovation in the United States. Yeah, nothing stopped Detroit. Nothing stopped Detroit from making their profits, which was basically, I think, what she was trying to say. But I think people in our audi- in our audience were too focused on nothing will stop Detroit. I was like, yeah, like Detroit, the city, not Detroit, yeah, right. the big That's three. That's not what she mm-hmm. means, right? Yeah. yeah. What she really meant was a lot darker and truth, more truthful. Or, than- or I mean, maybe it's just a... You know, like there's a joke that was a '70s thing where like Detroit was a joke, and yeah, and still kind of is. <laughs> you, you 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 giggled. So I definitely giggled. Did you think that's meant to be a joke for the rest of the country? Yeah, I don't think it's like a ha 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 ha, ha joke, right. but I do think it's like a ha yeah. Like if Kim only knows kinda, yeah, what's coming next. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about the what about this whole idea? Is this is this this a silly stupid movie? But like, is, is there commentary here? Is Shane Black being like? Is this about corporations giving money to politicians? Is that does this movie have some deeper meaning there? Kind of. I think they're using that as like kind of just a backdrop for yeah. for the plot at hand. I don't. I mean, I don't think it told me anything I didn't already know about. No. How the system? Yeah. Works. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I wasn't surprised. Well, that. it's a noir <laughs> in the sense that you know it. Go, it's much bigger than you think. You yeah. know, there's always a larger hand at play uh corporation or you know large government and entity that is controlling and manipulating people and it's you know what does ryan gosling say at the very end he's like don't you know don't worry about that people aren't dumb like in five years we'll all be driving electric (laughs) japanese cars it's like that didn't happen that's a joke and that didn't happen that's that's why i think it is a joke because it's supposed to be like oh nothing's gonna stop detroit but for the next 40 years detroit's gonna be and still influencing yeah technological innovation Um, or halting it yeah for some people and from you know the moment you saw kim basinger like you knew like oh she's the back (laughs) Like, I didn't. Okay, so so, didn't. so that it's didn't surprise you. Um, it didn't surprise me either. No. See, you rolled I, down the window in the backseat of a car. I'm like, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> See, I didn't catch on in, immediately. I, It took me a, a bit until later. I was like, when, once they, once uh, Amelia started 
like ranting about it. I'm like, man, she is kind of crazy, but you know, they wouldn't be, she wouldn't be ranting about this if it obviously wasn't, you know, wasn't important. Oh, and the, the scene in her office, like, just like as a detective, it's like, oh, everyone you've known around you has died, but you have survived. Right. <laughs> hmm, suspect number one. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So what, you're making me stupid, guys. <laughs> what, what, you're making me stupid. Okay, so, I've watched a lot of Law and Order. So, so, okay. so, plot-wise or action moment, what what surprised you like the most in this movie? Was there something you're like, holy shit? Because there's a lot of that in this in this movie where it's like, you know, uh, uh, the, the girl comes in, pours cold coffee on the on the bad guy, bad girl, and and then, <laughs> and then she's like, "Why'd you do that?" And you think, "Oh, this is over. That that gag's over." And then she slips in the coffee. It's like, yeah. what what was the biggest surprise for you guys? Uh, I'll think, say for for me, I think it was when. Uh, I think it was spoilers again. I mean, we've already got yeah, we're, into we're it. Spoiling. But I think it was when Amelia was shot point blank. It was like everybody in the crowd was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, right, well, that, see, that didn't. I was ready. For, I was like, I was. I would, that, it surprised me, but I was hoping for it. Cause right? Because I, I, I didn't like, want her to be like, then get in the car and they have to go and save they have to go her. Go save her. Like, right. No, that's not. This part that. is over right. with. You know. Right. That's that's did that surprise you, Colin? Um. Yes and no. Um, she had run her course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was right. tired of that game. Yeah. yeah, she just kept running away. Like she right. was asking to be killed. Right. But um, what was it for you? I, I, I mean, this is funny. Like I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, there's a lot of really clever action setup moments here, but I'm I'm having a real trouble trying to recall um, one that stuck that stuck out to me. Um, I really like. The and I don't know if this is an answer to your question. I I like the scene when they're going up in the elevator, <laughs> and then they like see the action, and then they get out of the elevator, and then they see so you the whole ride up. You're like, are they gonna see something out that window when it's riding up? And then it pays off when they're riding down. Yeah, you see someone fall down with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was a no, that was a moment that that surprised me. I thought they were gonna go up there. There's the climax of the movie. Like I was <laughs> right. like, this yeah. is it. Um, but I actually, what the, my most surprising moment, and then from there on, it's just the whole ride. But like, was the beginning of the movie where the little kid Ty Simpkins, <laughs> who is he's uh he's the guy in the little kid in Jurassic World, yeah, and he is the he's actually the little kid in Iron Man Three. Um, I think he's a great actor, and I was really surprised he didn't come back to play a role in this movie. But he's the kid in the beginning of the movie who grabs the nudie magazine and he's reading oh, yeah. it, and in the background. Outside his kitchen window, you see a car fly out. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, car goes off like, the road. I'm like, here we go. Here goes the Shane Black action movie. Um, that surprised me the most. Um, we talk about Ryan, oh, Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Who else? Did anyone else stick out to you in this movie as like good or bad? I mean, the, uh, the young girl is, I thought was you, you fantastic. Liked yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And she, Doreen she, Rice. Is that yeah? I, how do you say her Anne first name? Jorine. Anne Jorine. Like, she's like, Australian. Like Tangerine. Oh, she, she is. Oh, she did a good American I bet that accent. makes you feel better about it. It does make me feel better, but I think she was. I think some of her lines were just a little weird. Like, I, she almost had it, too much involvement. Is that in her it. fault as an actress? No, it's not her fault. Okay, I, I mean, it's just the, the script and the movie's fault, I guess. That She was probably my least favorite part. I mean, she. She's good, and she serves um, the movie. She serves a purpose in the movie, and she is funny at times. But there are some moments where it's like she's 
a little too clever. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I, I was strictly speaking of performances. Why? Right. What I thought was great was okay. was her performance. I think she's a little overused in the movie. Right, but um, she's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say performance wise, like I think her comedic stuff was really good, which I think is harder. I thought her like kind of sentimental moments with Russell Crowe and stuff didn't really do it for me. Like in a way that that's probably again not her, and I'm influenced by like just like you're surprised that like oh this is getting real quickly mm-hmm. um particularly the moment where russell crowe kills that guy in the in the road like mm-hmm. again it comes back to pay off at the end of the movie and i like it but in that moment i was like that's a little cringy um yeah i i lot i we Cal and i mentioned it before the show because i didn't know who the, i've heard this guy's name matt bomer mm-hmm. um i've never seen i don't think i've seen him in a movie ever but people keep talking about him he's like he's gonna come up and be big soon right i mean he was in magic mike right mm-hmm. um what else is he known for american horror story, american horror story. normal heart so he plays like the the crazy assassin guy in this movie, yeah. and I was I was like I was like wow that guy is like he's scary and like charismatic and yeah I, just, I was like that guy's gonna be big and like I've come to find that people know who he is. <laughs> he's he's kind of un like I, that's all right. That's what I really liked about this movie is the villains were not like recognizable in our eyes, like in the audience's eyes. Like besides a few people who know him from you know American yeah. Horror Story and whatever, they weren't like. Kim Basinger was the biggest bad guy in the movie, yeah. and we and she we didn't see her do anything evil. We just she was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was like a, a blank face nobody, which made it you know a little scarier because it was like I don't know anything about these people. I don't, um, and he was scary, like the assassin. You know what kind of doctor shows up to a house wearing black, black leather gloves? <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I liked I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, and wait, there, let me. Add, I have not. I haven't found internet evidence of this, but the uh, porn star director that that Ryan Gosling finds in the woods after he falls off the balcony, which was hilarious. He's lighting. <laughs> he's lighting his his uh, cigarette, and you can see the glow of a dead guy behind him. And right. That whole performance where he's like, <laughs> 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 that that was great. Was that Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, I didn't notice. Did anyone, anyone recognize? You didn't see this guy's face. It was half of his face. So half like his face and blood and, and messed up. I didn't notice it, but I can. I, I thought can, it looked like it, like it's like that familiar kinda, jawline and nose. Kind of. I'll have to see it again and, yeah. and take a better yeah, look. Yeah, look out for that. Yeah, I'll tell you another performance I actually liked too was um, the Misty Mountains. Uh, her was that her mother, the the woman who's hired hiring. Yeah, I liked that with the, with the glasses. I thought she was. Yeah, who you know who that is? Yeah, from Twi- from Twister. What isn't that right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought she was great. I thought she was really yeah, really Twister. good. <laughs> um, Lois Smith. Yeah, look at you. Huh. She was good. Oh, I know her. I just you, didn't really like. I know you put know that her. together. Yeah, I thought she was awesome. Um, what other stuff? Um, the scene that I just I want to live in, like for the whole movie, was that party sequence. <laughs> party. It was so great. Just in every shot, there was something just more ridiculous than the last shot. It was awesome. Very. Was, that was a very Shane Black that. scene. Yeah, that yeah. was like. Very playful. Extravagant L.A. parties is like... Oh, my God. It was 70s L.A. parties. Right. 
Disgusting. Well, what was your favorite part of the party? The, was it the mermaid? Uh, I love the mermaids. Uh, the people in the room watching porn with a 13-year-old mm-hmm. girl. I Good love stuff. the guy on the mannequin. Not mm-hmm. the mannequin, but the eventually, the guy dressed up like as one of the puppets. The ch- oh, Pinocchio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was like two like models. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the visual humor in, in that scene. Uh, the guy dressed as the tree yeah. who gets shot, gets shot and then falls <laughs> over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's on stilts. I do you see him too. fall down in the background. I love too when Russell Crowe gets there and he puts his drink down and he realizes that that's a woman who's like bending over and mm-hmm. like staying still that way. Yeah. That pe- like two other people do that throughout the party. I thought that was really funny. Like people, it's like a running joke. People keep putting their drinks down this woman that was really funny um i really liked the, just the physical uh, the physical comedy physical is comedy really is really good in this movie mm-hmm. ryan gosling is great at it and just uh pushing people in the pool trying to get by like people <laughs> falling left and right into the pool and uh, he plays a very good drunk Particularly at the end where he's running away with the film and they're chasing after the film. And <laughs> he's, like, he like, falls through the thing. Where, yeah, like, yeah and, he, and he just establishes, I think I'm invincible. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps crashing through windows and falling through stuff. Like he's like he hits the hood of a car and it pushes him forward to catch up to the guy. <laughs> and he turns around with the with the film can and someone shoots him and it blocks it. It was awesome. Even I, the roll down the hill and he pops up and the drink glass is still in his Yeah, hand. yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been too much if the drink glass was like half full. <laughs> if he like came up and was like, oh. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, there, there are, yeah. I was going to say, there was, speaking of physical comedy, there was also a lot of physical moments in this that were not comedic and very like upsetting in a way. Like a little girl being thrown through a window. and Yeah. Yeah. And, but also funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah. supposed to be a joke. Yeah. I mean, that is, like, ridiculous. Uh, and then he says, I just threw that girl through a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. It's what I'm talking about, like, a 90s action movie where, like, Normally that doesn't pass for humor nowadays, but in the nineties, shit like like that shit where they're they're fighting in Russell Crowe's house and the person in the other apartment gets shot, yeah, and you never hear about like, it again. Oh. Like yeah. that person's dead, but we don't care because yeah. it's just hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody like, but when that stuff happens, everybody like gasped because the movie <laughs> is played very real. Like it's a very realistic movie. So when somebody gets shot, people you know react. It's yeah. not like you know. Because we see somebody get shot and blood goes flying. It's not like somebody's getting shot and you get a white poof of like squib. <laughs> like, like, ooh, ouchie. Somebody's dying. <laughs> somebody's going to die. And it was hysterical. It was, it was <laughs> a lot of funny death in this movie. Let's, right. let's be honest. There's a lot in this movie that there's a, these are Shane Black-isms. Um, in every Shane Black written movie, there, uh, the main character's house gets destroyed. And in this movie, you've got the director of the porn movie whose house gets burned down. You get Russell Crowe's <laughs> Russell Crowe's apartment gets shot up, and then Ryan Gosling's house gets completely destroyed. Oh yeah, I was like kind of like waiting for it, and then it, it happened at the end of the movie. Um, another Shane Black is this is serious. In everything he writes, there's Christmas. Oh, and little, there's a little bit of Christmas at the end of this at movie. At the very end, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I liked the the touch of how they were like. He was trying to kill the bee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What about that, uh, what about that, like, that, that, where he's sleeping in the car scene? (laughs) That that kind of, that kind of broke, that kind of broke character for the film. Yeah, Yeah. that was weird. That was weird. Did you like that? Uh, I 
kinda. I liked it because <laughs> it, it established that they've been fucking gypped and you know I just think the bee lasted just a little, a little bit too long. long. Hannibal Burris as the voice of the bee. <laughs> I, I I you know, I didn't like it when it happened. I liked it when later it pays off when he goes to grab the gun from the ankle of Russell <laughs> yeah. Crowe. Then it was really funny. Yeah, because right. like I was like, oh, okay, that is amazing. Because I wasn't sure if that was real or not. <laughs> yeah. That was genius. <laughs> I loved when the guy get hit, gets hit by the car, and you think he pulls over to help those two girls, and he just he's looks like, back "Oh and shit, shit!" And he drives away. <laughs> and, and the like, guard yeah. shows up later in the movie. Right, I pointed out <laughs> yeah. the very end of the movie. Well, not at the very end. It was yeah, it wasn't yeah. at the very end. It was yeah. before the very end. But <laughs> the van is in the shot of some waiting in traffic. It's great. So so genius. Um. Uh. Re- really quick. One thing I actually didn't like um, was the voiceovers. I thought that was mm-hmm. so weird yeah. because they they start off with they both have voiceovers, and then they don't for and the rest I, yeah, of the movie. You're right. That always bothers me. Yeah. Like that. You don't need that at all. Like Shane Black um, in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Robert Downey Jr.'s voiceovers throughout the whole thing, and I think I have to watch it again. And I like that because it's a, that's a that's another noir kind of story, and that's you that's essential in a lot of noirs. Right. But it just didn't work for me in this movie, and it was kind of cheap. I thought Agreed. it was like let's explain things really quick and then never come back. I think I think also the the voiceover, and I think this is one of my main problems with it is Ryan Gosling's character. And again, Ryan Gosling's hilarious. It's a good character, but like I don't know what his de- like his real motivations are. Like he's upset about kids being like corrupted, but it's never really addressed and it's kind of mm-hmm. ironic because he's always bringing his kid into like these yeah. extremely violent and life-threatening situations but like it starts off with him as like kids these days it's like all right well but- i wonder if there's uh more to the story than we know because you're led with this whole thing about like there he, okay, sorry there's a fifth house that got destroyed in this movie uh, yeah. ryan gosling's house before the movie gets burned right. down his wife dies in the burn we're led to believe that right right yeah. um and and the girl tells this little story about how like mom said there was a gas leak and Ryan Gosling said no there's not blah blah blah, and I wonder what happened like we're, we're, it's a mystery there of what happened there, um, which leads me to my last big question for you guys is is this going to be a sequel and a couple other movies with these two? Is there more to find out here? No, I hope not. You hope there's no sequel. I hope there's no sequel. I think it was well, I don't know. It would be fun to see them on another case, to be honest. And then transition into the 80s. Ooh. But, but you know, but that goes back to, like, there wasn't enough emotional stakes with Ryan Gosling's character. Like, that, the fact that his wife is killed in a gas explosion in their house because Ryan Gosling lost his sense of smell. Well, we smell. don't see we're led to believe that, but I, I'm, but I'm saying... But that's kind of funny. It's funny like, first. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it is funny. It's hilarious. But I also think like, like, that sounds like something you tell your daughter of like, what happened, you know? But like maybe that's not what happened. Maybe there's like a, a police grudge or something that he... Because he, he was... Is he former police or something? Uh, that no, no. What does she say? What does the little girl say, the daughter say? She's like... He's like, I know a friend who's a cop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't. Did that pay off later? No, it didn't. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would you, sequel? You, what, do you want to see one? Will there be one? I definitely take one, and, and you know, if it performs really well at the box office, I think we'll get one. 
I hope this perform. I I hope word of mouth carries this movie to second place because then it's probably not going to beat Civil War. No, probably not. Um, Angry Birds also comes. Oh out. yeah, oh, what, that's shit. a battle probably. That actually, yeah. might beat. You know, Civil that's War. Yeah, it, No, I don't think there'll be Civil kids War. movies do kids so movies well, do really well. I know, but do you think that that's is, is there a drop? I, I don't watch cables. I don't know what's being. But you know, what's more relevant than Angry Birds? <laughs> nice guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we this all is, this is R too. That's yeah. It's gonna hurt yeah. that. It's gonna hurt it. Um, but I would. I don't. I don't want this not, to be PG thirteen. Yeah. But, yeah. but we want everyone to see it, right? Yeah. We, oh, all, we all recommend it, yeah. right? Yes. For sure. Everyone, go see this movie. I'm gonna. I might see it again. Yeah. There's just some really just incredible, and funny, and well thought out action and great pieces. great lines like throwaway lines and like callback lines where yes. Ryan goes like, "That's what Hitler said." But I love that. Like I'm just following orders. So did Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, good stuff. Um, and that, that Kim Basinger line where she's staring into the camera goes, nothing will ever stop Detroit. You're going to see that at every sporting event ever from now on, probably. I do think she was a little underused. I agree. Yeah, I was you get Kim Basinger in a movie, it's like fucking using her. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even recognize her to be honest. Because I, I, she I, I yeah, I only know her really from L.A. Confidential, another noir. Batman, Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. Oh, eight Mile's not that you know. I don't think about Eight Mile a lot. So. Well, that's why I, I think that's why I recognize her because she she, I, she looks really aged in Eight Mile, and yeah. then now she just looks like she did when she was aged. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ripping age. on her. I'm not ripping on her. She's still beautiful. Come on, yeah. embasing her. Vicky Vale. She does have a very evil look, though. She looks like a ice queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She always, she's kind of always had that. She plays the femme fatale in in, in, in LA Confidential. Confidential. Yeah. Oscar winner for that. Right. That's oh, weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Huh? I love that movie. I, I love that movie. That's been a long so time since I've freaking seen that. Good. Right. Titanic. I'll recommend that. If it's on, it's not. I don't think it's on Netflix. Well, anything. let's get to Netflix recommend. <laughs> so we end every show. Any, any other thoughts on on uh, Easy Rider? Was this nice guys? Russell Crowe's in, in L.A. Confidential too. He is. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts? Of course. Final, recommend. final thoughts. No. Recommend. It, this is a very very good and funny movie. One of my, right. I said, one of the funniest yeah, movies I've seen in a long time. Maybe yeah. my number my number two of the year. Maybe it's de- it's definitely in my top top. Movies of the year, because it had everything. For sure, it was no, in- for sure. I, I'm trying to think what I liked more than this. I mean, I Civil War for my reasons, but I like those are, those are geek reasons as a movie. I don't know. This might be one of the best I've seen this year. It's one. I mean, I think it's is the most enjoyable time I've had in the theater. So yeah, far it is this year too. Great action. It's funny. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it takes you. Its setting is perfect. It's world building. Um, Engrossing, very funny. Nice, nice. Good. Go um, see it. And I, rec- Go, I, rec- I, recommend, to- I recommend for you guys Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I, I, will I actually own it. I've just never watched oh. it. That's weird. If it wasn't a school night, um, <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, recommendations. We haven't done this. We didn't do this last week either. So let's do some uh, video on demand or Netflix recommendations, Colin. I'm actually going to break the rules a little bit on this <gasps> one. Um, I mean, you could get it on on demand, but um, I'm gonna do it too. But the yeah. witch came out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Um, it's currently sitting on. Oh, co- you've got it already. Sitting on my coffee table. 
I've watched the audio commentary with the director already. Um, you learn anything new? Learn anything insightful? No, but it's it's fun. This, I mean, you can tell this is first time doing a commentary. There's a lot of times where he's like, "Oh, I don't like this," and then like, "Stop saying that!" Like, I think this movie is so perfect. Like, stop drawing attention to things I like. Now I'll not be able to watch without thinking that. Right? Can I? Can you? Can I borrow that next week? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I don't have um, to pay for it. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, The Witch. And that, that is my number one movie of the year so far. Oh, okay. Um, it's fantastic. It's disturbing and brilliant. And it's, you know, pilgrims dealing with... Pilgrim s- problems. Yeah. Se- sex and religion and feminism. And just great. Yeah. It's great. And listen to our podcast. We did, Colin and I did a podcast on The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. Um, I'll watch it and I'll listen to the podcast because I didn't listen to that one for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, from the witch to the Mitch. <laughs> what up? Um, so I haven't watched it yet because sorry, it what? hasn't come out yet. <laughs> but on Friday, May twentieth, uh, Maria Bamford's new show on Netflix called Lady Dynamite is coming out. It's oh, created by Mitch Hurwitz and Pam Brady. Mitch Hurwitz created Arrested Development. And it is loosely based on Maria Bamford's life. It's a sitcom. So in the vein of like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But I watched the trailer for it. It looks hilarious. And I think Maria Bamford is one of the funniest comedians that you know of but haven't heard of. You remind <laughs> remind me. I'm looking her up. I actually don't know her by name, but I'm now I'm fine. Who is she? She uh, is a stand-up comedian, and she does a lot of voice like weird voices. Um and I can't, you know, I can't really tell you what she's been in, like, physically, you know, and, you know, seeing, like... Live action. Yeah, live action. Um, but she is in a lot of voice work stuff and, like, you know, Adventure Time and uh, BoJack Horseman, she does a voice in. Very funny and very brilliant comedian. And it looks... Watch the trailer. I laughed out loud at work sorry uh i I laughed out loud at work watching the trailer for it and i can't wait a guinea pig slaps her across the face i I mean that that was her i love maria bamford Hmm. maria bamford show she is a a tv series too called you are nothing which is my biopic (laughs) (laughs) um cool i'm I'm gonna Sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. No, I have no, something because of this tr- podcast. Very true. I think that's Yikes. a good title. Um, <laughs> well, it's cool. So that comes out on Netflix this, this Friday. Nice. New Netflix stuff. Um, I still got to watch Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't because I've been watching, catching up on, and this is, you got to get this on demand or you can purchase it on Amazon. Um, it comes with a cable package if you have it on demand. But I have been watching... The People versus O.J. Simpson, and I watched it a lot, actually. Yeah, um, you're laughing. It just—I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. Um, have you watched it, Colin? No, but it like tapped. Everyone watched it and loved yeah, it. I know so I will say, I, I walked in on my roommate watching it a couple times, and I kind of like scoffed at it. I thought it was like, okay, this is like trash. Like they're making this into like soap opera trash, which it was, um, and. I was wrong. This is one of the best things I think I've seen from a, like TV in a long time. I think this show is extremely well written. 
Um, it is like the performances are crazy. If you really think about this cast, it's like insane. And I don't know how FX pulled this off to get David Schwimmer and John Travolta and, uh, uh, I think David Schwimmer was available <laughs> and Nathan Lane and Bruce Greenwood and Cuba Gooding Jr. There's just Sarah so many Sarah Paulson, who's amazing in this show. Um, I don't know. I think this is, it, it, it is a, it is, it is one of the weirdest and most important moments of American history in the nineties that, that says a lot about where America was in the, in the nineties and where we are today because of it. Um, it, it also is a really creepy show too. Like at the end of it, I felt really creeped out, um, in a lot of ways about what happened and the result of what happened and kind of what is lost in all of it. Um, which I could go into forever, but this is a really awesome show. And I feel like if you like Americana and you're interested in like history. moments and moments in American history, this is a really, really genius production of, a, of a, an integral part of nineties American society. How many episodes is it? There's like 10, I think um, that's, that's Ryan Murphy doing that, right? I think it is. Who's that? The creator. Maybe the writer. Um, I, uh, Scott Alexander, Larry Krasuski. I don't know. Oh. I know Anthony Hemingway, who directed some of The Wire and directed a movie called Red Tails, and uh, yeah. he. Uh, I I think I don't know. He the direct the, the camera work in the show is crazy. I don't know. Everything's all everything's awesome about it. You've also got a guy named Joe Robert Cole who wrote a lot of the episodes for this. Um, for this uh, miniseries, and he is writing the Black Panther with Ryan Coogler, so I'm extremely Ooh. excited about that movie even more. All right, all right. He's, so he's there's a producer on it. There there's my okay. Sorry. Who is that? Who? What does he do? What he's he the creator of um, Glee and American Horror Story. Oh, okay. And uh, which is also Nip, FX. and Nip Tuck. Yeah, which is also FX. Yeah. Cool. Well, I enjoyed the OJ thing. That's my plug. All right. This has been the Woodwards Filmcast. You can email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at woodwardsdt. Uh, we'll be back next week with another movie to talk about. Um, be sure to check out uh, our live podcast episode, too, as well, on Captain America Civil War. Um, and you can check out our, our podcast of The Witch, Once You Watch The Witch, after Colin's recommendation. Um, yeah, hit us up. Uh, rate, rate and review. And uh, we'll see you next week. For Colin and Mitch. I'm Kale. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.